Hey, York Alliance. Welcome back to the York Alliance Daily for Wednesday, November 1st. Hope you're doing well today. Man, it is hard to believe that we have hit November. It feels like we were right in the middle of summer and then all of a sudden we fast forward into the month of November. Man, uh, just a crazy deal. And so uh, here we go. We're uh, in the month of November and moving uh, into the holiday season. So before we get into the podcast today, let me just say a couple words about that. First of all, it is Wednesday, November 1st, which means it is first Wednesday. And so I want to encourage you to come tonight to pray with us as we gather to uh, pray and uh, seek the heart of Jesus in the world around us. It's always vitally important for us to gather to pray because um, there's ways that we are aware of and so many ways that we're not aware of in which we need the the work of Jesus to come through. But man, as you look around the world today, uh, there's a, a, a unique moment, it seems, for us to really seek the Lord. And so uh, I want to encourage you to come and be a part of that. We're going to be down in the Student Center at 630. So come around the main building down to... Um, the uh, lower building. If you were with us uh, during COVID, it was where we gathered for worship during COVID. And now we're going to be back in there. Um, Just with the freedom to be able to move around, it just works a little bit better than the sanctuary does. And so um, we're going to be doing that today from 630 to 8 o'clock. So I want to encourage you to be a part of that. Secondly, as we move into the uh, holiday season, there's a bunch of stuff that's going to be happening. But one of the things that I want to highlight is that um, our uh, worship minister, worship arts ministry, is going to be uh, putting together something called Behold the Lamb of God. Some of you have been around long enough to remember. I think 2018 is the last time that we did that. Um, It's a musical that was written by Andrew Peterson. Some of you know uh, him as a songwriter and author. Um, uh, He wrote that musical quite a few years ago, over 20 years ago now, maybe close to 25 years ago now, Um, maybe more than that, I'm not even sure. But um, it's a beautiful retelling of the redemptive story of the, the scriptures. As we talk about the story tool, it does a, a great job. It doesn't hit every single detail, but man, it does a really good job of hitting each of those aspects of creation, fall, redemption, and restoration. And so uh, I'm really, really excited. It's beautiful, so well done. And uh, we have some incredibly talented people who are going to be leading us in that. And so that's going to be coming on December 9th. More information on that is uh, forthcoming. But I wanted to let you know it's coming on December 9th because we're going to have two performances, one in the afternoon and one in the evening. And it's a great opportunity to invite friends to come uh, who want to engage in our community, who maybe uh, you desire for them to hear them. The message of Jesus or uh, re-engage with the message of Jesus or really just be blessed to be people who um, we can offer blessing towards. Uh, it's a great opportunity for that to happen. And so uh, again, more information is coming on that, but I want to get it on your radar screen because for many of us, we kind of have to work our way up to that process of saying, oh yeah, I need to invite that person. I need to, I need to really step into that. And so uh, this is a great opportunity for that. Well, um, over the weekend, we talked about contextualization, what it looks like for us to take the gospel, the gospel that has the same message, the same kind of consistent heartbeat throughout all generations for the, over the last 2,000 years. It's meant the same thing, but uh, take it into different contexts, uh, change the methods uh, while the message stays the same. And so we've talked uh, talked about that in a bunch of different ways. And uh, the the where we uh, landed was we were talking about the power and presence of God going with us. How um, if, if we really trust that the Spirit of God, Ephesians one, 
uh, is uh, poured through the power that comes through the Father, uh, is given through the Son and the Spirit to the church, that the presence of God is with us as we take the gospel into every nook and cranny in the world, then we need to be people who are not afraid. And we grounded that in 1 Corinthians chapter 8, where we talked about meat sacrificed to idols and uh, that, that the meat demons weren't going to come and get you, you know, and that was the, the message that Paul was giving to the Corinthians. Like, you don't have to be afraid of the meat demons. In fact, you don't have to be afraid at all. You can engage your neighbors and the people around you fully and completely knowing that the power and presence of Jesus is going with us. Well, I want to take that a step further today because um, 1 Corinthians 8 gives way to 1 Corinthians 9. Isn't that interesting? The way the Bible works, you get from one chapter to the next. And in 1 Corinthians 9, remember, this is a letter that Paul's writing. He continues that same train of thought to expand it out a little bit to say uh, that his desire is to shift and change the way that he engages the world based on the people around him. It's a, a proof text for contextualization. Paul literally says, I'll become all things to all people in order to win as many as possible. And, and that shifting is happening in a way that I want to draw our attention to because it's so important to the way that we see the gospel and the way that we interact with the gospel. Here's what I mean. Uh, we talk a lot about formation. We talk a lot about what it means to be formed into the image of Christ and how being with Jesus, becoming like Jesus and doing the things that Jesus did is the core of discipleship. It's the heart of what it means to be an apprentice of Jesus. Well, that formation is happening for a purpose. We're not doing the stuff that Jesus did or living in the way of Jesus just so that we can feel better about ourselves, but we're doing that for a purpose. Robert Mulholland, in his book, Invitation for a Journey, defines spiritual formation as, uh, I'm going to get the words uh, not exactly right, but this is the general uh, sense of it, the paraphrase of it, that we increasingly become like Jesus for the sake of the world. The, the point of spiritual formation is not just that we end up formed into the image of Christ, even though that's certainly the fullness of life that we've been invited into, the joy that we've been invited into, the, um, the, the kingdom of God, the rule and reign of God that we've been invited into. All of that is personal, but it's also for the sake of the world. It's for the sake of those around us. And that's what Paul says. I'm willing to be formed uh, into the image of Christ, and I'm going to adapt to the culture and the people that are around me for the sake of the world, uh, that I would win as many as possible. And so for us, I I want us to think about what it looks like for us to, with intentionality, because that's really the heart of formation, is to be intentional, What's it look like for us with intentionality to become more like the people around us in order to love people well? Where can we release secondary things? And I'm, of course, not talking about a recovering alcoholic going to a bar with their friends or um, – uh, a, a man going to a strip club because a whole bunch of other people are there or whatever. I, I am, however, talking about the idea of releasing some of the things that are secondary to us, uh, th- things that um, the kind of music that we listen to or the uh, kinds of conversations that we like to have, a willingness to uh, learn something new because my neighbor, my coworker likes that thing, uh, willing to go experience something that I wouldn't experience otherwise, go to a concert with a friend, uh, of somebody that I really wouldn't go to on my own because that person's going. What what does it look like for me to be formed 
so that I would win as many as possible, to become like the people around me in order to engage them. And how do we do that with purity and with a, a, a pure heart, not in a duplicitous, hypocritical kind of way where we're not uh, ever being who we truly are, but uh, rather uh, becoming, for the sake of the gospel, uh, uh, having a real curiosity about the world around us and living uh, the way the world around us does, uh, being interested in stepping into the things that the people around us are interested in stepping into. Paul seems to uh, so deeply believe in this idea that the power and presence of Jesus through the Spirit is going with us everywhere, that there's no fear in him of um, moving too far one direction or the other. Rather, the goal of Paul, and I'm going to jump letters uh, in Galatians chapter 5, is to walk with the Spirit or walk in step with the Spirit. And so Paul knows, uh, just as he tells us in Galatians chapter 5, that um, what's being produced out of me is going to show me whether I'm in step with the Spirit. So if I'm looking at my life and I'm seeing the works of the flesh coming out, I can know without a doubt, not that I need to stop being angry or stop being lustful or stop being jealous or whatever, but I can know without a shadow of the doubt that I need to start walking in the spirit. Because if I'm not walking in the spirit, I'm going to produce the works of the flesh. And in the same way, if I see coming out of me goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, the, the, the fruit of the spirit, if I see the fruit of the spirit coming out of me, I know that I'm walking in the spirit because I'm not able to produce those things in their purest form on my own but rather that comes through the Spirit in me. So what Paul's saying is, as long as I'm walking in the Spirit, I can become anything to anyone in order to win as many as possible because I can uh, truly be interested in who you are and uh, what it means to uh, live as you live so that I would be able to win as many as possible. And so I want you to think about that idea of contextualization today, that as we uh, become all things to all people, it's for a purpose, uh, becoming for a purpose. Hoping to see many of you tonight at First Wednesday as we gather to pray, and so I would encourage you to be there, Student Center, at 6.30. Until then, may the grace and peace of Jesus be yours. May you experience his presence, his spirit, on you, in you, transforming you and flowing from you to a waiting and watching world. Have a great rest of the day. I'm looking forward to being back with you one more time this week, tomorrow. Grace and peace to you.